Look at you, strawberry blonde Reach out the car window Trying to hold the wind You tell me you love her I give you a grin Welcome back to I Don't Get It Your favorite pop culture get off my lawn cast The podcast that features the hopefully open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons who are bravely, as bravely as possible, uh, facing down the prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. I am one of those mid-40s curmudgeons. My name is Noah Tarno. I am speaking to you from the beautiful city of San Francisco, California. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing. The trivia game show spectacular and that other mid-40s curmudgeon back in the old world, recently back. We, we had a bit of a hiatus, uh, but recently back in his hometown of Amsterdam, damn, damn, in the Netherlands, lands, lands. Say hello. Hi, my name is Bill Scurry, and I'm the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which is a low-cost scuba diving shop, which boasts at least an 80% return rate on all divers. See, in your deepest, darkest moments, this is what you fantasize you actually do for a living. You want to <laughs> you wanna move. So, so Bill was in the Netherlands Antilles. That's how fancy this dude is. Yes. I know you, Bill. You dream of like going down there, opening a shop, being shirtless 90% of the time, and just scuba diving all day. My and, hair um, sort of getting that sun bleachness, and I just wear right. wraparound Oakleys all day. Yeah. And right. I have a, and like a big, like a, my giant belly and an open shirt. You know, with a pair of uh, swim trunks that I wear all day and a That's pair right. of Havaiana right. flip-flops. Yeah. Right. And every night you have a you have a, a, a glass of scotch with Jimmy Buffett. And then once once a year you go on an ayahuasca retreat. That's yeah. your thing, man. That's my thing. People come in there and it's like, well, that Bill, you know, they call him B- Big Bad Bill would be the shop or something Big, like Big that. Big Bad Bill. There's, Big Bad Bill Scuba Emporium. There's a, a parrot in the shop. He's like the shop uh, uh, mascot. They come in there. He says right. prof- profane words and or maybe quotes from Chaucer or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> You're hard not to, educated enough for Chaucer. No, it's hard to tell. I'm still. I'm just sketching this out in my brain along the way. But yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's, I, it's embryonic stage. I think I like. I like doing the diving too much. I, I don't want to bring like being a business manager or somehow responsible for other people's lives into it. I'm just strictly into the the sport of doing it. I don't think I need to um, set up a shingle anywhere. And, being controlled. That's actually case. true. Like we can never tell what you're serious or not serious about. People who listen to the show and don't know you well. But like, all right. So you know, uh, Bill has been traveling the world diving exploring the depths jacques cousteauing it up and i have been uh what uh i have a technical condition known as laziness so as a result (laughs) this episode we might not be as prepared as we'd like to be so before our little break you know everyone was talking about squid game and everyone was saying you should do squid game you know we always we always alight on something that's hot right now and explore it and we said yeah let's do squid game but uh we weren't really able to get to enough of that yet. So maybe next week, maybe in two weeks, we'll see. I mean, with Halloween coming up, I think uh, people are going to be dressing as the Squid Game characters, so we'll see. But, so instead, today we have a topic that's a little old, but I think still relevant. It was recommended to me by uh, a young friend of mine who's who's recommended topics before, a young uh, 13-year-old Charlotte Quigley of San Francisco, California. And she recommended something called Cottage Core. Cottage, cottage core, cottage, cottage core, core. All, one, all one word, core as a uh, suffix, 
Uh, this is a style, an internet-boosted aesthetic, especially on TikTok and Instagram and Tumblr. Tumblr still exists. And it is related to uh, grandma core, fairy core, goblin core. Goblin, goblin core, yes. Goblin core, Bill. Uh, it's sometimes also called farm core or country core. I imagine there are people out there who will tell us there are clear distinctions between cottage core and farm core, cottage core, and country core. And it is um, basically, so again, we're lazy. We're going to cobble together this intro. I don't really have the stats on this. But it's been popular on the internet really for about 10 years now uh, on some level. And it especially peaked in uh, 2020 during the pandemic, like a lot of things we talk about. Um, You know, I found some interesting articles on it in the New York Times and Vox from 2020. Um, and it's a style, I don't have this written out, Bill, so help me with this. It's a style that draws on a nostalgia from the past, an idealized, simpler time. It pulls in the aesthetic of sort of, you know, Middle Ages or medieval or pastoral, uh, classically European, uh, styles. I've said styles about five times. No, it, it, I think that's a pretty good, it's broad. This is the thing is that everybody yeah. gets to... They get to bring, you know, there's no, there's no, it's a, it, there's no real orthodoxy. It's kind of a hetero, heterodoxy, hetero, heterodoxy of what a lot, I mean, there, there are some things that are commonality, you know, in terms of people making their own rose water and, you know, things that, yeah, we'll, things we'll, like, we'll, we'll get into that stuff, but doing de- like, like knitting your own dress, uh, you know, uh, Pressing your own paper, foraging uh, for mushrooms, foraging for mushrooms. There's this this dress with strawberry appliques all over it that became very popular last year. Purchased and photographed on the internet. You know, collecting apples, all that bullshit. Uh, you know, bringing in <laughs> leaves and sewing them and making designs and crocheting yeah. and things that sort of call on an ideal idealized nostalgia for a non-urban, non-modern way of life. And I think idealized is a key word because there's a lot of criticism of this that says, oh, that's, this is the way life was. You know, you're romanticizing poverty, you're romanticizing colonialism. I think that's a harsh, harsh criticism. This is fantasy. This is not, someone's not suggesting rebuilding society on these basis, bases. Uh, people say it's overly white. I actually don't see that. I I Googled it. I listened to a couple podcasts about it. The first podcast I listened to was hosted. was was basically craft tips from a black woman. And the second one was to Asian American women. And then I was looking at an Instagram post, uh, Instagram feed literally called uh, Cottage Core Black Folks. So, yes. TikTok has a lot of African-American adherence. Right. So it might be based on a classical white culture. But like all things, it's not realistic. It's not true to the history so, you know, it seems the cottagecore, which is a modern phenomenon, is, from from my cursory look, is pretty multicultural. Uh, there's another criticism of it from a progressive point of view, but uh, maybe I'll get to that in a bit. Um, you know, and I think there's some obvious reasons why it's big now, but we'll get to that as well. But it's the nostalgia during uh, during stressful times. So, Bill, I mean, you know, I think that's it in a nutshell. In a in a little tiny nutshell that a precious little uh, mouse sleeps in at night, um, <laughs> with, with with sheets made of moss and elderflowers, uh, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, so, Bill, what do you what do you think of cottagecore? What did you turn up on this phenomenon? Well, I'm not surprised that 
first of all, uh, I was going to say I'm not surprised that this, this winds up being one of our topics, but I also wanted to make sure that you know we've we have covered a core in the past. We covered Bard core. And, we did cover um, Bardcore. I mean, I know that in our uh, high-level back chatter uh, communication levels, I believe the term Cottagecore and Bardcore came up around the same time, and I thought they were the same thing. I thought that Cottagecore meant something similar. It's like, oh, this is some music by people in cottages, but cottage, Cottagecore is an aesthetic. But anyway, I, I just wanted to address the fact that we have touched a core, and we may not, in fact, be done doing we've, cores. We've no touched way. a core. We've touched yeah. a core. I do like the neologism of, 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 of appending the suffix core onto something, and usually it's like like divorce core was a particular kind of like rock and roll. The, the Phil Collins and really? Clapton albums. Divorce core. Divorce I've never core. heard that. Yeah. I, I used to watch Divorce Court. Uh, wait, so no. Phil Collins in the 80s, that stuff was divorced. What does that mean? It was listened to by divorced guys? No, no. It means that each uh, at Clapton in, and uh, oh, Phil Collins in like 87, right. 88, 89. All those songs album. are about getting divorced. Post-divorce, yeah. They, and they, they yeah. came up with some pretty hard stuff that slapped uh, back in the day. A uh, friend of the what, show, what, Nick Nadell, was a big uh, adherent of divorce. Well, it's a divorce. Well, you know, yeah. in, uh, 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 in the air tonight is Phil Collins saw a guy letting his friend drown. No, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That story makes no sense. That story makes no sense. No, no sense at all. Doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. But yeah, uh, exactly. anyway, I this this doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm, again, I'm not shocked it's a topic on our show. I'm not shocked that it came about when it did, how it did, amongst the people. I think that um, I don't know if you specified Noah that this really winds up being like a uh, an age thing. You know, this this the, the, you know maybe cross cultural, but it is a younger person thing. I don't see older it, people. It's also really feminine. I mean, it's very yes. also, very feminine. It's, it yeah. is feminine. At the same time, you know, we the aforementioned Goblin Core was one of these things where apparently there's a lot of NB and uh, uh, lesbian adherence to shifts and shades of cottagecore because you're able to turn it into what you want. You you know, it's not all about the peasant dresses with strawberry appliques and people hand-drawing wallpaper, you know, with lattice work and, 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 you know, cockatiel birds. And people, you know, make plain, (laughs) like, burlap sack dresses and... And work yeah. the mud to get you know various uh, roots and herbs and, and things. I believe that's what Goblin Core was was like turning well, over. I, right. My impression was was Cottage Core doesn't really have supernatural elements so much. Once you get to the elves and the fairies and that kind of stuff, you're veering into Goblin Core, which makes sense that that's a little more you know a non-binary thing too, because so many of the people who dress as elves I've known in my life life have been you know somewhat if only using the they pronoun uh have been somewhat adjacent to the nb world but yes. yeah yeah so um you know i none none of the impulses that people have i don't see them inside myself nor do i see anything really appealing about what they're doing whether it is their idea of simplifying things doesn't really interest me and i, I kind of wonder like what exactly are they getting from turning the dial back it's not just to their own childhoods in like 1998 or 2001 or 2002 it's like they're they're the idealized idea was like what was so great about the days of henry david thoreau what was so great about this 
this this pastoral like and or medieval. You know, and the other thing too, this is the, the uh, Dude, Thoreau was not medieval, man. I mean, maybe no. when I said medieval it was wrong. I should have said more no, like no, no, pre-industrial no, the, or 1700s. No, because because so. it is it it yeah. veers anywhere from medieval to Thoreau. People again, yes, you yes, you get it to is, pull It's your, like a 500 year span, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's it's you get to pick whatever bucolic uh ideal, whatever pastoral it, what is it? Ideal? I D Y L L. I, I, I always thought that was idle. Idle? I don't know. I've never heard it's of that. It's one of these said. words I've read a thousand times and yeah. it's possible I've never... Keep talking. I'm going to look it up in the Yeah, dictionary. anyway, so it's like, you know, people get to dip and choose and to pick whatever they want from the salad bar, whatever thing you want. If, if you just want to make the dresses, that's fine. If you want to make rose water, that's fine. If you want to, you know, I don't know, smoke your own herbs, that's fine too. If you want to build a house just out of split timbers, it, you know, it's whatever, whatever you want to make it out to be. I mean, there's a lot of creativity and it looks like it's fairly i don't think there's a cheap way or an easy way to slip your way through it that's the thing it's like you're signing yourself up for a lot of elbow grease because you're talking about um just doing things the hard way doing things the old-fashioned way the artisanal way and that's the kind of stuff that winds up like navel gazing i mean that's people just comparing notes on how to make the proper cider but that's the but that's the point isn't it the point is is to put work into it Yes, it is the point, and yeah. and you know, however they come to it, that people were turned off by how shitty we made our planet and how badly people were treating each other, you know, coughing openly in Lowe's hardware stores, and that's like, well, the the real it's America, man. That's my right. It's freedom. I have the freedom to to limit your freedom. Yeah, but but that's they're doing. I'm, I guarantee you, they're doing that in Ghent, Belgium, too. It's just not as many people, but that th- those things exist everywhere. There's human beings, but right. it's like the, the antidote for that is to run into the woods and uh, you know build a cabin and or walk around in the mud barefoot while you're picking have your little basket that you're filling with rutabagas and tubers. I would never consider that to be my escape, as much as I of have. Not. I have used a bicycle through the Dutch countryside as an escape. I think it's a much Dude, different... a bicycle is fucking cottage core. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Nah. It's like my my outlet for trying to get away from the disease of society and other human beings had a very different shape than what these people right. have. Um, you know, and here, then this is another great note from the Vox article. I forget the author's name, but they said that... Um, you know, Americans who are, and I don't, I can't really talk about who outside of America is engaged. This is, we're going to talk about mostly an American phenomenon here. I think that's what we're talking about. They said that Americans are dipping heavily into like the English pastoral, the English bucolic, the English medieval, much like you right. say, Noah. Because if you start picking around in America, you very closely, you know, you, you get into things that yeah, you don't want to see. You can't, you can't dredge that past up because none yeah. of it is, is free of this horrible taint. And, and yeah. they said, you know, like one of the quote unquote greatest or most hallmark storytellers in American history, or I should say of the 20th century, Walt Disney attempted to do just that. And what yeah, you got, yeah. what you got, <laughs> was, what yeah. you got from him, say it with me, was Song of the South. So we Song all know of the that. South. Yes. When you, when you go back to the, the early folk tales of the United States, you get to slavery. And and back when Song of the South came out, you could paper that over credibly, and now you can't. Yeah. And no, he took know, shit. You know which what? Is he, pro- which is progress. He took uh, shit know, for well, it when it came out. That like they did told. He, did they, he really? Yeah. Did they, yeah. Did he? It failed when it came out. Did anyone out. care? What was it? The NWACP and like everyone ignored. No, it. Or no. Was it pe- more than people, that? people oh. inside, uh, Bur- people at Burbank at his plant said, "Walt, I don't think this is a good idea." And a lot of black people, every single black person, with the exception of James Basquette, who played Uncle Remus, who was actually a great actor, and that was an incredible performance. If you, 
even take it in the movie, there's something to that. And he died like two years later. I think he got an, a, an Academy Award nomination for that role. But I mean, the NAACP, uh, they staged a lot of um, pr- protests really? in Burbank and at theaters yeah. when it opened up. He was told. I, I didn't he, know that. That's good. He was he was warned and he, he said, what's the harm? I'm, I'm elevating this truly American form of storytelling. All I'm doing is giving credence to this great form of American art. And they said, don't do it, Walt. It's, you don't think, you don't think it, it's going to sound like what it's going to sound like to everybody else. And Walt said, I think I know better than you guys. And they buried the movie almost as soon as it came out, you know? I No, they didn't. They built a fucking ride for it that, that existed till two years ago or something. No, no, the ride's still there, but they carefully well, elide, they're, they're they elided. They're rebranding it now to Princess yes. and the Frog. Yes, yes. They elided, yeah. yeah, they didn't have Uncle Remus in the ride. It was just yeah. the anthropomorphic animals, right? That's too, you know, again, it's stupid because, Jan, I mean, this is off topic, but I'm saying James Basquette has been sort of elided from the record. He's this black character who should be celebrated because there weren't too many people doing that job at that time. But, you know, that's right. just, that is the consequence of this. Reaching back to the, hearkening back to the English myths and all that. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that quote on Vox. Um, yeah, it's a return to, and and people say it's it's mythologizing and papering over how difficult pastoral life was. But you know, it's fantasy. Who cares? It's like you know, you and I like superheroes, and that papers over authority issues of crime and punishment, which sure. you know, at the yeah, root yeah. in this country, at least, there's racism and 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 conservative victim blaming and things like that. But it's fantasy, like. We know this stuff isn't realistic. We know superheroes cannot really exist. Why can't you you why can't you pick and choose from this past aesthetic and say, I'm not saying this is the way things really worked for these people, but I'm gonna adopt some of it to, you know, make myself happy now. I don't see the harm of it. And that's sort of what I think about this. Like, it's not my thing at all. But I don't see the harm. Um my first criticism though, just purely from a taste perspective, is so I, I started, I watched a bunch of just looked up cottage core on TikTok. And like the first videos I saw, I saw this woman who dresses like an elf and plays the ocarina, which has got to be the most cottagecore instrument ever. Uh, you know, someone making papier-mâché, various things, including paper. Um, I saw someone distilling coffee in like this big like Rube Goldberg type of coffee distiller. And the background music was, this was so perfect, a ukulele version of Wouldn't It Be Nice, which is just unbelievable so the <laughs> adjective the adjective that i think best describes all of these together which describes something i usually kind of hate is twee you know the yeah word twee, right? I, I was waiting i was waiting for you to say that yeah it seems like you were dancing, dancing i hate it, it but whatever have a good time with it i don't care this is not for me but it's harmless fantasy um and as i said before i think the main criticism of it seems pretty unfair you know, it romanticizes brutal work and the poverty of agricultural life. I mean, come on. Every, you know, no one, no one is claiming we should rebuild society. Uh, I mean, someone is, I'm sure. But that's not the idea of Cottage Corp. We should rebuild society on these precepts. No, no one's saying that. I think what they're doing is, at most, we should inject some of this into our lives. And, you know, people injecting their own lives and not necessarily telling other people how to live their lives. And it's soothing. And we'll get to why in a moment. Um, here's another criticism of it that I find interesting. You know, people say also it's too white and I didn't see that. Um, 
where am I quoting this from? I think I'm quoting it from like this wiki of like aesthetics, but I thought this was a good quote. Despite our number of its followers taking a progressive and subversive outlook on life, Cottagecore has also been criticized for its romanticism of Eurocentric farming life. It has also been criticized in the context of North American and Australian settings, an inadvertent celebration of the aesthetics of colonialism as well as the ways it often simplifies and underestimates the labor of farmers. I said all that. Sorry, I should have jumped to here. It is due to these connotations that the use of cottagecore aesthetics has been adopted by the trad wives community yeah, I read about and that members too. of the far right as forms of propaganda. You know, So maybe these are the people who are saying we need to get back there. Uh, this has led, final part of the quote, this has led to media criticism despite their opposition to LGBTQ plus and anti-capitalist adherence of Cottagecore. So, yeah, they're saying that this is easily adoptable by the right wing by saying, look how much better things were when everything was white, when women, you know, were home like baking the bread at the hearth and, you know, life was simple and the happy black or person of color, laborer in the fields, whatever. Um I think that's ridiculous. I think these these right wing you know uh, people are going to use anything as propaganda they can get their hands on, and to criticize people who I think, as much as I don't like it, are coming by this aesthetic honestly and embracing it for honest reasons. I think that's a stupid criticism. I won't say stupid. I think that's an unfair criticism. Here's some of our favorite details in our van. All our van plants, this tiny library, the shelf of many jars, our redecorated driving area, especially the steering wheel, and this fairy tale archway. Now, tell me, give me a boilerplate version of why this is popular at the moment. You're right. This is a young thing. I think it's always important for young people to define themselves. I think the cores have always been with us in some form, even if we didn't call them that and always will be. Um, and when things are changing a lot as they are now, it's, it's even more important to define yourself. And the proliferation of online media and social media has made it easier to define yourself according to a hyper-specific niche. You know, it used to be if you wanted to be this little aesthetic, maybe you could read a newsletter or read a book or, you know, listen to a radio show or something. But now there's a thousand websites and a thousand online groups for this and meetups and things like that. So, you know, the cores will be ever more finely split. The internet makes that possible and easier to embrace it with, you know, so many aspects of your life and your hobbies and your 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 look and everything. But, of course... This is a pandemic topic. Uh, it's a way of dealing, you know, this reminds me of some things we looked at in the midst of the pandemic, which were sourdough baking, right? Yes, of course. Baking. Yes. Getting back to this natural thing you do at home. And not just baking bread, but the sourdough where it was like this ar- uh, arduous, but this this involved process where you had to nurture the starter. And it wasn't just, you know, slapping the dough together and putting it in the oven. It was like building something in a, in this long involved kind of nurturing thing. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, also another topic was animal crossing, which even though it's a video game, it had this kind of pastoral feeling that was not about winning. It was not about defeating. It was about embracing this talk about fantasy world with the anthropomorphic animals. So, um, I think the people who adhere to this, it's a way of dealing with stress, returning to a simpler time, a more sustainable time, you know, as as we get grim news about the environment, things like that. Too much time around screens, getting away from screens, getting back into nature, sitting and fucking crocheting with leaves and string for several hours 
is can be a very healthy centering, you know, stress fighting thing. Oh, by the way, sorry, I forgot to say, uh, it's pronounced. It's a, it's a homonym for I D L E and I D O L E. Idol, I D Y L L. So I guess we were both wrong. Um, so here's a quote from Architectural Digest. And suddenly, with so much more time at home, it seemed like everyone was baking focaccia laced with herbs and colorful vegetables, planting summer gardens in their backyard, and engaging in grandma-inspired craft projects like knitting and embroidery. Um, And also add that getting to the relieving stress, it's regressive. You know, I see the women doing this, and it's very, very—I mean, this is through my lens as a heterosexual man. It is very, very non-sexual. It seems like you're you're jumping back to like some of the hobbies you had when you were a little girl, right? Frolicking in the woods and playing with very wholesome, innocent, you know, uh, traditionally feminine stuff. So I don't know, you know, it's 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 a way of dealing with stress in an incredibly stressful time. It's a way of pushing back on modernity when modernity seems to be an existential threat. So it makes a lot of sense to me that people love this. Now, no, I think it, yeah. especially and especially last year. I think I mean, you put it put you put yeah. it very well in that. Thank you. Thank uh, the you. only thing I could really add is that um, people some people um, embrace the pastoral because there is this idea that you come into greater contact with the way in which uh, the elements of your life are furnished. You know, people, you know, I've always heard this from bow hunters and, 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 and duck hunters and deer hunters, the idea that it's like, I eat what I kill. You know, like, like you took responsibility for ending a life and then you field dress that, that venison. And that means you controlled every single aspect from the forest floor to your table, you know, and along the way, whatever you wind up doing with it. And duck, duck people do that too. Fishermen do this. Um, and if somebody goes out there and decides to hand hew their own tools and to, to make their own garments and dresses and, and make their own aesthetics, you know, we are so, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everybody else. I am very far removed from the way in which everything I own gets to me. You know, these things are delivered in boxes and they come thousands of miles away in many different forms of uh, uh, Byzantine architecture between its component pieces and my life. And, you know, that you could see that as a failing. Uh, the fact that you really have no contact with the pastoral. You have no idea what food looks like or really how hor- how horrifying it is to get some of this stuff to you. Honestly, you know, we're we're making this podcast on computers filled with rare earth minerals, you know, that they have to yeah. chew up chew up Africa to get a hold of just to put a little, you know, ten microns of it what in, you, in this. What computer. are you talking about? I built this computer myself. This is an artisanal wood computer. So I mean, I, I, the, the the popularity comes from like ripping the glamour off of um, you know how the McRib sandwich gets to you. And making something a little more honest <laughs> along the way. By the way, I right. mentioned I mentioned Thoreau before. Yeah. People, people, I'm sure may know Thoreau left over from high school and college. He wrote on Walden Pond, among other civil disobedience. And um, you know, the thing is that Thoreau was this man who you know wrote this handbook about self-sustaining. Uh, you know, being on the land, uh, having no access to other people. Yeah. His you mom know. was cooking meals for him and shit. That's exactly. That was all, his, a, all his, a myth. All his a myth. sister was bringing gigantic pallets of rice to him. He was yeah. being staked by other people. So don't, don't let some of that bullshit go by. That is the absolute, uh, yeah, Thoreau was a fraud. Even if he was a good writer, he was a fraud as a man. Hello, friends. I'm going to share with you some of my cottagecore outfit essentials. I really love to find skirts and dresses that are really flowy. Is there any chance you would be or closer to that 
if you uh, if you were young now, if you were a young man, if you were younger. Well, there's a lot of things that I've. That's funny, you know. When I'm I'm a, I'm a kid, things that I didn't like as a kid, I like now, and things that I liked as a kid, I don't like now. Uh, I mean, that's just part of growing up. But no, this this was that was definitely not aesthetic. It looked like it was plain vanilla beige boring type stuff it's not my aesthetic it seems to include a penchant for escaping the world we live in rather than engaging with it now again you could judge me for that i am too much a man of the world i am too much of a social person um i live in cities you know there's there's something about this is what i i found i found a comfort zone amongst the maximal amount of people um you know i have no no desire to hang out at a place where there are no people uh, or you know something something and call that a more honest world that bucolic thing. Not that I don't mind visiting the bucolic; it's just not my thing. Um, you know the, the other thing though is that this this is a lot of work and toil. You know, yeah, yeah. And I get you know to me that says that actually suggests privation of some sort. Not to say that you're starving; it's just that it's like that means you don't get things quickly. It means you don't get things uh, as refined as they once as they were. You don't get things in the quantity. You're, but you're, that's by choice. That's these people I know. are choosing to do that. Yes, and it's. I like, don't think I, any of these people are 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 you know making their own clothes because they can't afford clothes. And it's look, like the prophecy is keeping Evie the cat is is rubbing her like, nose on the can microphone. Can this be her? Can this be her? <laughs> yes, of course it can. It's oh, sorry, Evie. All right, get away. Get away. <laughs> This is, for those who don't know, I have a really awesome cat who needs to be the oh, center should, of a lot of things. We should specify as Evie is not a – it is a woman, but it is a four-legged woman with a tail. Uh, so, yeah. yeah this, well, I, the, called her, I called her a cat, Bill. Yeah. No, I know. I, but I said I introduced Evie that. first. Anyway, so would you have yes. liked this as a kid? Would it, would it have meant anything no, to you? No, it's too, it's too girly for me. I mean – also, I wasn't someone. I've never been a back to the nature guy. I mean, I, I, you know, I've lived in the Bay Area for six years, and one way I've always been a bit of a, a misfit here is that you know everyone wants to go fucking hiking every weekend, and I don't mind hiking. I actually kind of want to go camping, but um, yeah, it's just not, uh, not no. Evie, come on, she's just very today. Uh, she's sick, folks. She's she's act, acting out. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it, it aligns with none of my hobbies, the girliness, the DIY-ness, the outdoorsiness, um, the twee, again, you know, not Mr. Twee, Mr. Twee, Mr. Twee, Mr. Twee was the original plan for, uh, the A-Team was going to star an actor named Mr. Twee. So have you ever been totally ready to start a new project, but you're waiting on like one little thing? So you think, oh, I'll just pick up my clay and maybe make you know, a cup or two, and then you spend the entire week building a gigantic functional snail teapot and a bunch of matching cups with a lot more little snails on them? Uh, Bill, is in any way this a sign of the apocalypse? No, I mean, let's let's be fair here. I mean, this this may be experiencing something of a boom because of the, the depression we're in or a bit, a bit of a gulf socially, or at least trying to climb out of it. It looks like there are real signs that things are changing. I mean, the world is opening back up again, which also makes me think that we will have fewer of these or they will be maybe more Byzantine if we are going to talk about them. That's the only way it's going to come, it's going to come across our transom if it gets louder and louder. Um but no, I think that this is uh, just a thing that allows younger people looking for community on TikTok. I mean, again, let's specify again here. We mentioned TikTok. This is heavily propagated via TikTok, which you might say is a little bit of cognitive dissonance that this sort of rollback to the pastoral is being advertised as a lifestyle choice on TikTok. And 
in in you know 60 second blast or 30 second blast but you know it's a it's a way to communicate a, a burst of information so you know the socials the tiktoks they help you find a click based on aesthetics and um you know i mean how long does that last in our, our news cycle these things these guys things these things turn over they spin so quickly that'll be something else weird that will just you know point fun will judge and you know may try to make people feel bad for engaging in it. I don't know. But I, I think there's a bit of a difference in that it's an aesthetic and not a specific thing that I think it will, part of the reason we're, we still feel justified in talking about this a year after it, it got think pieces is because it's not so specific. I mean, an aesthetic is different from a TV show or, you know, one specific topic. Uh, although I, I remember aesthetic we talked about a few years ago. Remember uh, Visco Girls? Yeah, sure. I mean, that flamed out fast. What happened to the Visco girls, huh? Well, I think the Visco girl thing was so specific. It was this this uniform and the water bottle and the the save the turtles. Whereas Cottagecore just seems broad. I mean, I I think the Cottagecore thing can bubble under for a good long time, right? Yeah. Um, I think this has real staying power. Uh, The the original Visco girl is now a 53-year-old grandmother? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who would have thunk it? That's how long we're doing this podcast. Um, I uh, I I don't see how this is a sign of the apocalypse. I mean, it's it's you know I, I'd say that the criticisms of it are hollow and and maybe it's good. Maybe you know I mean obviously it's good to get away from your screen. I think it's good to have these ho- like I'm always trying to find hobbies that get me away from my screen. You know, I'm trying to meditate more. I'm trying and you know maybe I should go hiking more. I at least try to go for walks more than I used to. Uh, I go to the gym a lot more than I used to. So I think anything that gets you away from the the hurdle of technology and the corrosive effects of social media, you know, I would never want to embroider a fucking, you know, uh, uh, lavender laurel onto, you know, my, (laughs) my, my gingham sundress or whatever the fuck. But, you know, if it gets you... If that's what you do, and then you share it with other people, right? Like it's it's hard. Like it's really harmless, right? I mean, this podcast I listened to, uh, it was called "My Magical Cottagecore Life," and it was hosted by an African American woman, and I think an older African American woman, and um, she, uh, it was just instructions, and I don't know how good the instructions were because I wasn't paying enough attention to actually do it, but she was talking about Halloween decorations using leaves and and things like that. You know, this hands-on stuff, it's got to be good for your brain, man, right? Like, it's got to be good for... It's got to be better for your brain than fucking, you know, playing Tetris while listening to some someone screaming about politics in the background. Today I made some fairy spoons. First I headed down to the beach to collect my shells, and I found all these shells with a natural hole in them. No, finally, coming into the back nine here, tell me about jealousy and if there's any facet of that in uh, Rosehip. Here's the thing, Bell. I feel like I'm this close to figuring out what I'm jealous about, and I'm not. Like, I want to say I'm jealous of these people having the time to do all this bullshit, but I have time for plenty of stupid hobbies. I make time for stupid hobbies. So, you know, like, if I wanted to do this, I could do this. I just don't want to do it. I mean, I think I'd be jealous if I felt there was more, like, people celebrating this or celebrating these people as geniuses, or if I did think it was, like, and maybe this will happen in the near future. It will be definitively co-opted by, you know, big money, whites, the white conservative power structure, right? And they just kind of make it like, uh, okay, so here's something I'm jealous of, right, or angry about. And here's one thing I think the criticism is valid. I forgot to mention this. 
I was reminded a little of the the hippie dippy by choice, uh, uh, rich like white you know, like mommy blogger, New Yorkers, right? Like, do you remember a few years ago, people were talking about these women, these incredibly entitled women who said like, I don't use diapers on my baby. I just follow the baby around and the toddler around sense when they need to poop and take them and hold them over the toilet. Like the priv- the privilege it takes to be able to do that. And, and I, I uh, you know, I have chronic pain and I once saw an Ayurvedic doctor and she was basically... I mean, she wasn't a mommy blogger, but she was. She, her solutions were so pat. Like, well, why don't you just learn to cook, you know? And why don't you just take a walk in the park for an hour every day at lunchtime? Like all these solutions that are just not applicable to ninety-five percent of modern life. But these people live in a bubble where they don't see it that way. I guess I'm jealous of those people. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. I can think of uh, why I'm not jealous. I can't come in contact with any jealousy, and and maybe this isn't fair, because it it's it, this is me dismissing this topic, not necessarily specifically for what it is, but just as the sort of blankety blank core topic, um, and something that people try on. You know, I'm, I'm I'm never jealous of what what you know looks like people mixing and matching identities. Uh, according to what I would what I would say, maybe unfairly, are trade winds, cultural trade winds blowing, and uh, you know, which you could say that that's a fault on my part because is that, like does that mean I'm not open to new things? Honestly, at the age of 46, I could in fact find something completely crazy that sweeps and captivates my mind. I just haven't tried before, but there's no reason why that can't happen. But um, it's hard from my vantage point to see this and, and, and people like changing their ethos sort of like a sock. I mean, I guess if you're 24 or 22 or, you know, again, a lot of these TikTokers are young, young girls. Um, I mean, that's kind of your job. Your job is to mix and match a lot of things, to try a lot of separates. You're building an identity that, you know, you're going to firm up when you maybe get later, uh, you know, as you, you get older. Or maybe you won't. I don't know. And again, what's the worst part of, of, of not having an identity that's that solid? I could say it wouldn't work for me, but maybe it works for you. Let's wrap up, Noah, with the fallopian scale. Yeah. What do you yeah, What do you get scale. here? What do you get here, buddy? All right. I feel like I'm missing a topic that would really be rel- a past topic. Uh, so we mentioned Visco Girls, which was an aesthetic, but you know, way smaller and not nearly as interesting. I mean, just so hyper-specific and ridiculous. And then you mentioned Bardcore. Bardcore was also more specific, very specific. I mean, it's a specific minor subgenre of music that was a flash in the pan. But I didn't think either of those were inherently bad, and I think they both get at certain aspects of what Cottagecore is about. So let's add them to each other, right? Let's say Visco Girls plus Cottagecore, right? Whatever that value is. I still don't think that's enough. I think Cottagecore, one of the things I would say I like about it is that it's wide-ranging. It's malleable. It encompasses a lot of different things, none of which I think are really too bad. So I want to multiply Visco Girls plus the, the sum of Visco Girls and, Cod, and Bardcore multiplied by something, but I can't think what. Uh, I, think I, I, I think I got it. I all right. So it. what is it? What, what would you suggest here? Sea shanties. I think sea shanties are also hyper-specific. They're at the same level of Bardcore, but just very different. I think you've got to multiply it by something that's good but not great. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. I was thinking Lucy Dacus, but that's possibly just because she's fresh in our mind from a few weeks ago. And also she doesn't have really any relevance to this other than being girly and in my opinion good not great 
So fuck it. We're going to throw away the topics. Just say the sum of Visco Girls and Bardcore times two. Okay. Okay. How about how about this one then for you? I'll counter this yeah. by saying, let's okay. say let's say you take the uh, artisanal form, the the gray lumpy yeast and form of sourdough sourdough as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. All right. This sort yeah. of yeah. slavish dedication to craft. But let's say, in fact, you weren't making sourdough at all. Let's say you were making something, Noah, that wasn't uh, palatable in any way, shape, or form, that people are generally not supposed to intake in their body. Right. Something okay. that uh, – and so so what if, in fact, the sourdough aesthetic was applied to, of all things, fireball whiskey? I think that <laughs> I think that, that is my closest analog to cottage corn. No. All right. So, so sourdough times fireball whiskey is that? Yeah, what you're as if somehow there was a culture of people who were making sourdough whiskey uh, in their own homes and then passing the uh, yeah. recipes online. The problem with that though is fireball whiskey is owned and sold by someone, and this is something we didn't say. But one of the things I do like about cottagecore, a word we haven't used, is I do think it's honest. I mean, that kind of cuts against the twee idea, but I think these people come by this honestly. True, it's, it's organic no, right. or yep. so. If cottagecore was a kit you bought at a store, right, mm-hmm. it would be a bigger problem. But it's not. So, like, you know. Like, remember I, the, remember the, Harry, the Harry Blackstone magic box set that you would get in the 1980s like that? <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? I do remember that. Yeah. It, did you have that? I never had that. No, I feel like no. I, half I my friends had it, but I never had it. I didn't it. have it. The that. Harry Blackstone. So basically – I got to Google this thing. It was great, right? It was like I everything so. a little kid needs. It was rings. Like put on, it, it was put little on a foam shitty magic show. Yeah, right. A little hat, a, a top hat that collapsed, I'm sure. A wand, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I wonder. And I'm serious. I wonder how many kids that started them and now they're professional magicians. The magic world of Blackstone used on eBay for 25 bucks. He also published a book. Look at this thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's one used on Etsy for 50 bucks. Uh, uh, four levels beginner to advance of magic kits that were the best selling in the field. Yeah, that's a tough field. Yeah. Um, of course, the fourth the fourth level was uh, conjuring. Uh, that's the problem. Yes. You went too far into fourth, the dark arts. Yeah, fourth level was the Necronomicon. <laughs> uh, All right, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this thing home. So, um, yeah. if you'd like to find past episodes of our show, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us, Noah and Bill Show. Or I should say more properly at. Noah and Bill show because it's on Twitter. Write to us the old-fashioned way. Uh, put it in an envelope, a stamp, and send it to Noah and Bill Don't Get It <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, put, put, us, put a stamp and send it there. That yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Put a stamp on the email, a, a, a digital e-stamp uh, via, via a Eudora Mail. Noah, everyone's uh, artisanal mail server of choice. Give yeah, us a review on the uh, on the aggregators. I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. My video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now he will say these words. So the Potter and Potter Auctions site had a had lot 139. Harry Blackstone Jr. Magic Sets, lot of 14. All the sets, uh, three master sets sealed. Uh Oh my god, this looks pretty heavy. Minimum bid was $100. Final price was 180 Four bids. So you missed your chance. It closed in May 2019. Blew it. Sorry. I blew it. You blew it. You blew it. You could you could astound your parents and friends astound. in 1984. There's not astounding. enough astounding going on, yes. And there's not enough astonishing and astounding going on. Uh, so I'm all about the big quiz thing. Bigquizthing.com. The finest in corporate and private trivia events virtually and in person, my friends. It's a happening. 
Um, and here in the San Francisco area, we are uh, we're back into the public event field. We're doing a series of Thursday night shows. We're in the midst of it, going great in Salesforce Park, beautiful outdoor venue right in the center of San Francisco. And we're planning um, some uh, more public events in an indoor venue, TBD, uh, starting either in December or January. Look out for details on that at BigQuisting.com. Follow us on the media social. Inquire about booking us today for your custom trivia experience, BigQuisting.com. All right, everybody. And just like that, until next week's fantastic new episode, We We Don't don't get Get It. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.